Before we begin today, I just wanted to acknowledge that Full Spirals is made possible through the generous support of our patrons. And I'm so grateful to all of you for subscribing and continuing to support the vital work of making creativity a force of healing and growing in our world and for helping to give healing a voice. Welcome to a very special Project I'm Speaking episode of Full Spirals. Project I'm Speaking episodes are a series of interviews conducted with the intention of featuring brave and talented women who agreed to speak up about their creative process, about how they found their unique voices, and how they intend to use those gorgeous voices in the world now. Because we need this. All of us need this right now more than ever. So enjoy this time and this unique voice while you take in this episode of Project I'm Speaking. I'm Stacy Parrish. Today we welcome back Barbara McAfee for a second episode of our series of three on finding your full voice. A singer, songwriter, author, and self-proclaimed midwife for voices, Barbara takes us through her five-element framework, demonstrating where each of the elements sits in our bodies, how it sounds, and what advantages and wisdoms each hold for us, helping us to open up our voices and our lives. Hi. Hello. How is this winter day treating you? You know, it's good. The sun just came out. Oh, nice. You so beautifully point out in one of your TED Talks that our voice is how we get at and get out what's inside of us. And gathering today on Imbolc, we're celebrating the earliest breath of spring. And it feels appropriate to focus on what's inside of us and what wants to come out. So what I'd love is if you could give a brief overview of your five elements framework, and then we'll just chat along the way. Does that sound good? It sounds like a lot of fun. All right. I love the metaphor of uh, the first stirrings. I think about all the, all the daffodils I threw into my yard and they yes. might just be like, mm, thinking about it, even though we got weeks and weeks up here in the North of mm-hmm. winter left. So The five elements framework is this tool I created over quite a few years that basically is organized around helping people find their voice, whatever that means to them. Hmm. Speaking, singing, expression, um, speaking their truth, giving their gifts to the world, fill in the blank, because Mm -hmm. all of these things connect to our voice, literally and metaphorically. Hmm. And so most of the time, we're unconscious. I mean, you're a, you, you're a broadcaster, I'm a singer, there, there are actors, there are public speakers, there are certain people of us among us who think maybe think about our voice, but a lot of times, even if we think about them a lot, we really don't know what to do about making them more alive, embodied, mm-hmm. fun, pleasurable, good to listen to. 
So that is what this framework is for. And I wrote a book about it. I did a TED talk about it. I've been teaching people to do it. It's what I get up and do most every day. The framework is organized around the five elements, earth, (laughs) fire, water, metal, air. And as I kind of obviously demonstrated, each one has a particular focal quality to it. Mm -hmm. And each one has applications in the world so that what you say and how you say it makes sense. More flexibility is good. Better communication is good. And when you change your voice, your life comes along for the Mm. ride, which is like the grooviest. Yeah, and you mentioned you have a lot of folks doing that right now this time of year. Yes, it seems like one of the resolutions is, you know, I'm going to stop eating crap and then end up going to find my voice, speak my truth and do what I came here to do or sing yeah. my song or fill in the blank. So, yeah, mm-hmm. things are hopping in my practice right now, mm-hmm. um, which I love. So what I want to do is just take you through the five quickly and, yeah. and tell you where they're connected in the body. I like to exaggerate each sound first. Well, for a couple of reasons, it's fun to act a bit of foolish. And then, <laughs> um, but also sometimes a large change is easier than a small one. It's just easier to get a little outside of who you think you are, your current story. I, I l- reference the work of Jung in my work a lot because of the collective unconscious, this sort of sea of consciousness that's un- un- underneath us. And also the way he talked about archetypes, that there Mm. are archetypal energies in the world just looking for expression. Mm. And those archetypes can sometimes help us step out of our current story. So I'll exaggerate, excuse me, exaggerate each one and then show you how it sounds in everyday use, in my voice anyway, and then tell you what they're good for. Nice. Sounds great. All right. Some of them are going to feel familiar to people, like they might try, you know, feel free to come and come and join in a little bit, but um, some of them will feel really awkward, potentially. And that's Mm. all interesting. Yeah. Right? Because our voice and our gifts are so connected. So if there's a part of you that is not expressed in your life, it might show up in how your voice feels. So to start with, we're going to do earth. Which is sourced in the feet, legs, hip, Uh down there parts. And uh, the quality, as you heard, is very dark and heavy and uh, open and relaxed. Mm. As I automatically just go, oh. I know. (laughs) Feel free. I feel that one. I knew you would. I think it's one of your friends, actually. (laughs) Yeah, most of us, when we wake up in the morning, are pretty good at this. Unless we're one of those people that just bounces out of bed like, good morning. A lot of us, one of the first things we say in the morning is like, Mm. that's the earth voice right there. That's an exaggerated version of it. And this is more how it sounds in my own voice. Now I have earth as one of my dominant voices, so Mm -hmm. it is not too far away from how I normally sound. It is good for a number of things. One is for projecting authority. Mm. I've worked with a lot of, especially women, around how to take up more space and all of that. And this is a great way to set a boundary, say, stop, listen to me. I'm still speaking um, (laughs) in a way that you're sort of communicating animal to animal. 
It's primal. It's primal. Um, It's also good for getting grounded. So most of us are walking around pretty spun out a lot of the time. I'm not by nature a very anxious person, thank goodness. But once in a while, I get a little nervous if I've Mm -hmm. got a big presentation or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll just go off in a corner and go, for a couple of breaths. Mm. That's my whole nervous system. Yeah. You mentioned something in your book, your book, Full Voice, by the way, is amazing. The Art and Practice to Vocal Presence um, about uh, a midwife. How how did the and people in the medical profession Mm -hmm. are really cognizant of this? And I think that is helpful for any of us because we're all (laughs) we're all ER doctors right now. I mean, the world is, people are so stressed and it's so true, you know, so my friend, the ER physician said she used to use them all, you know, somebody comes in and they're all, ah, okay, take a deep breath. All right. Now take it. Okay. Everything is going to be fine. You know, just Mm -hmm. that reset. So earth is so useful. Um, And I really like it also for connecting, reconnecting to our gut instinct. Mm. Uh, We are trained early to leave our animal intelligence behind, our instinct. Are we ever? Yeah. And this, I know, wakes that back up again. Literally, you're vibrating your guts, which is another brain. Hello, grandma knew that. And now yep. science has caught up. So, <laughs> so our gut instinct is the thing that tells us what's who's okay, who's worth trusting, what idea is a good idea for us. We were just talking the, uh, earlier in our conversation before the podcast about looking for the big yes um, mm-hmm. for any projects or plans. And if we're connected more to our gut, then we can hear that voice. But if mm. we're spinning out in our head all the time, we can't. So... Love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the earth voice and I love them all, but (laughs) but this feels like home in a way in the, in the deepest part of us. This is, this is our first, Oh, you know, we land in the flesh. (laughs) As I go, yeah, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It feels really good. So next we have fire and fire is sourced in the belly and solar plexus areas. You've heard the phrase fire in the belly. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting how language follows things, uh, follows this closely and fiery orators generally speak from this place. Mm. So fire is fiery. And I generally am living a lot in fire, especially when I'm teaching because it's all about passion. It's about taking up space, being seen and heard. And it's also really good for awakening your physical vitality. Ha-ha! You know, there's that. Ha-ha! <laughs> I often have people are going like, ta-da! You know, just being big and loud. And it uh, doesn't need to be loud, but being all the way out. You know, earth is kind of down and in. Mm-hmm. And fire is very presentational. So up yeah. and out. The exaggerated version is, hey, good to see you. Oh, yeah. And we all know that person. So I'll use um, Luciano Pavarotti. I'll use blues singers, you know, just uh, all that bold, bright, ha ha, all the way out. Yeah, sure. 
and and what it's good for is is public speaking. If you're trying to reach the back of the room and keep people's attention, it's very good for that. It's good for expressing passion, obviously. And when I think about waking up my body, I think of I did、um, Taekwondo for about twenty minutes <laughs> many years ago,、uh-huh. and mostly I loved the yelling and the kicking. I love the patterns. I don't want、yes. to hurt anybody, but that yeah. That、mm-hmm. is fire, and that it, there's a reason for that. So many martial arts include the voice because it whew, gets the energy going. So fire is big and shiny and bright and alive. Ha、yeah. ha! Just like fire, just like <laughs>、yeah. your just like your sweater,、yeah. <laughs> your bright red sweater. Yeah. And now we're going to move up to the heart and throat area.、Mm. Exactly. Gosh, you're good. <laughs>、um, and that's water. And the best way I can describe what water sounds like, you know, like the yawn in the morning is the、mm-hmm. earth. For fire, it's like if you hit your thumb with a hammer. Yeah. Ow! Ow! Oh! Likewise, with water, when people hear bad news, at least here in my part of the world, maybe it doesn't apply all over the U.S. But many times, when people hear something really hard, some sad news, they'll put their hand on their heart and they'll make this sound. What is the sound?、Mm. Oh. Oh my goodness! So that's the water voice. That's the water voice. And、uh, if we make sound when we cry, which most of us don't anymore, because we got trained out of that too. <laughs> She sounds like this, you know. That's the sound of crying. That's water too. So、mm-hmm. it's very interesting because what water is good for is expressing anything your heart has to say,、mm. right? And so there's there's the sound of crying. Which is water, and then the sound of comfort, which is water. That's what you just made me think. Because as you were talking, I was feeling very comforted and, and nurtured. Yes, exactly,、mm-hmm. exactly. So things your heart might want to say are things like, "Welcome, I'm so happy to see you. Good job. I'm sorry. That's a big one. We have all heard. I'm sorry." <laughs> in a nice fiery voice, or delivered it. I have, and and that's confusing. Right, so I'm so sorry. I really, I can see that I hurt your feelings, and will you forgive me, please? Lullabies are sung in water; otherwise, the babies wouldn't go to sleep. A lot of therapists, social workers, yoga teachers, chaplains. This is often where they live because they're in intimate settings where the heart is the point. So that's water. Flowing with emotion. Flowing with emotion. Flowing, flowing, flowing. So we have two more.、Mm-hmm. Metal source right in the mask around the eyes and the nose of the face, and this voice is bright. Also, really, really bright. It's like a little laser. The exaggerated version often sounds like an irritable cat. <coughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what this is good yes, for. Yes, that's what people often say. They're like, "Oh, good, go ahead, sell me that one." And when I fr- when I first created the framework, I only had the four elements, and then I heard a voice in a public place that sounded like this, and I thought, "What the heck is that? That's a distinct sound." And I, it didn't fit any of the other ones. It's related a little to fire, but it's very different. And it's metal because it's bright and sharp, and it cuts through anything. 
Mm. Right. So if I take this voice and I bring it more down into how I would normally talk, this is how I sound with metal. And mostly it's just loud, not strained. I, I just put a tiny, tiny bit in there. And I used to do this when I would go see my very old mother who <laughs> once in a while would lose her hear one of her hearing aids. Sure. And so I would go visit her and this is how I would talk and I wouldn't get vocal strain. It was also really good for being in crowded places and needing to project my voice because if I'm down here in earth, it doesn't carry at all. And I lead singing a lot. I like to get groups of people singing. And last Saturday we gathered around a fire at my friend's house. And we were singing outside and I was teaching outside to people. There was no roof to reflect the sound. And this is how I was talking. Kind of. So it's about amplification. Absolutely. Amplification. And sometimes I've used it for people who mumble. Yeah, it's really smart that you call it metal because it cuts through. (laughs) Mostly all I did was pay attention, which is the smart way to be smart. Yeah attention because That's people's true. voices reveal so much about them. You know, the, the, the initial reaction sometimes to when you hear a voice that you don't really like is, ugh, I don't like that. But most of the time, the ones we hate the most are the ones that have the greatest gifts for us mm. because they're not usually expressed in us. Oh my gosh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oof, that one I hit know, me. Sorry. <laughs> it's I was okay. Like, say I'm sorry after that one, because a lot of times it's true in a way that's not comfortable, right? Yeah. And growth is like that. So exactly. Exactly. Why? Yeah. The things we're good at, why would we practice? I mean, we can practice those. That's fun. But really, all the good stuff is in the unknown. So, okay. We have one more to go. Yes. We've had earth, fire, water, metal. And now we have air, which obviously is sourced in our crown and above. And the exaggerated version can be dreamy, whispery. Yeah. Uh-huh. However, if I if I bring that more into how I would normally talk, this is how my air voice sounds. Mm. And what it's really good for is inspiring curiosity, wonder. Uh, it's good for telling stories. So if you're going along and talking in your regular tone of voice, and you say, let me tell you a story about that suddenly everybody's five years old. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're talking along in your everyday voice and you say, I have an idea. It's very different than talking along in your regular voice and saying, I have an idea. Yeah. And what, what the kind of organic way that we might make this sound is when I'm hiking here in the valley where I live, if I see a deer or a beaver or a bald eagle, generally my response is, oh, wow. It's the yes. It's that sense of awe, wonder, inspiration, amazement. Wow. And I do want to say though that people often get confused between water and air, and they are often mixed when we're singing lullabies. It's usually water and air. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people who tend to speak more out and around here and from the heart and the imagination, they might mix their air and water voice. That's the yoga teacher voice. And so these aren't stripes. It's like a rainbow. There's gradients. Yes. Right. So the air can become a friend. Uh, This was my (sighs) aversion one. Mm. I am six foot two, Stacey. I am smart. I am from Minnesota. There's just like so many ways that I've never felt like that kind of girl. Yeah. You know, that kind of 
Mm-hmm. You know, the way a girl's supposed to be a girl or a woman's yeah. supposed to be a woman. Never. And so this one was a big reclamation of healing the part of me that's like, no, actually you get to be innocent. You get to be sweet. You get to be light. It also connects, I believe, to the realm of spirit. Mm. So when this voice came home in my life, it really changed the way I consider the divine. The divine feminine came home for me. Nice. Lots of tears, though. Let me tell you. Reclaiming it? Yeah. Uh, You know, we don't give up any part of our voice without fighting like hell. Mm. Our voice or our life or our body or whatever. Um, So I think the reclamation... Yes, can be joyful and pleasurable and fun, but it can also awaken all the reasons we shut down. So I find it really interesting, just this connection between what you were born into, what your who your family was, and also your environment, how our voices just naturally adapt or change, not even adapt, both, both, right? Yes. Several people who are trained or training in my work are trauma therapists. And they see the connection between the voice and trauma, which I've known about for a long time, just from my own personal story, but also Mm -hmm. from all the clients I've worked with. Now they're talking a lot about the vagus nerve and how it's affected by trauma and how that affects the voice. And so again, science is catching up with grandma, (laughs) you know, what we instinctively already know. Mm -hmm. So the healing of the trauma can come through singing, speaking, making sound, which can actually be, yes, terrifying and maybe prompt tears, but can also feel wonderful. And that is still surprising to me that I know how to heal through working. I'm a good worker. <laughs> to heal through joy and pleasure and that making all these sounds in a way that's free and in your body, it can feel marvelous and enlivening. And you have a really fun way of teaching people about that. You said that um, earlier. It's about exaggeration and it's about archetypes. And we'll we'll talk about that next time. But um, can you tell me again why the exaggeration? Yes. It's uh, besides just being fun. Most of us rarely get an opportunity to act foolish and playful and silly it's disarming when you're laughing you might be open to something new that you wouldn't be if you were trying to learn something serious yeah so there's the disarming quality of it but the really secret sauce underneath is that we all carry ourselves in a little box i am like i just did it i said i'm a i'm six foot two i'm a midwesterner i'm german i'm a good worker you know we have it's like we make up all these this this story i'm an introvert i'm an extrovert um, I'm a good singer. I'm a crappy singer. Uh, blah, 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 fill in the blank. And yep. so we are all carrying these stories and they're all too small for the reality of who we really are. Mm. And they're convenient. They keep us relatively sane. They, they give us an ego story about saying, okay, this is the box that is Barbara McAfee. Anything outside that box is what I have to learn. And so the exaggeration helps us sort of stretch outside that story in a way that's safe for our ego. And so the exaggeration helps get outside the box of who you think you are. And then you can go like, oh, wait a minute, somebody just did that. And that somebody, that would be me. <laughs> I just did that thing. Um, they also help you remember later. 
because the ego likes to protect itself. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people will have this big experience vocally and they won't remember anything because the ego just goes like, oh, that didn't happen. That's not us. Interesting. So you might not remember the earth voice, but you might remember being a bear. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You might not remember the metal voice, but you'll remember being the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> you know, so they are uh, good mnemonic devices for helping us reconnect to those sounds. Yeah, it sounds so, the word that's going through my head is reintegration, like reintegrating who we were from the beginning before yes. we forgot or were taught to be something else. That line that you said, I had to write it down while you were talking that the, these boxes are too small for the reality of who we are. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. Isn't it though? Yeah. And that it's possible to reclaim it all. That's, that is one of the things that continually strikes me, Stacy, is how generous the voice is. You know, people say, oh, I've lost so much or I've never and blah, blah, blah. And unless there's like physical damage and even sometimes when there is, the voice can ha- could, could have been suppressed, repressed for decade upon decade upon decade. And you just crook the little finger and bang, it's, it's ready to come back and play. It just makes me want to scream. Go ahead. <laughs> it just makes me want to scream. I'll save it till I'm till I'm not on a microphone because I, I I know what my scream sounds like. But it, you know what? Speaking of that, that makes me really excited for our final episode in this yeah. series because we're going to dig into those exercises and we're mm-hmm. going to dig into what happened, what happened, right? And and right. what are we going to do about it, right? Or what do we want to do about it? Right. We'll have a chance to sample these in a fun way and then talk about particularly how women are affected, how how the culture hits us in our voices. Mm -hmm. And we'll call in some wonderful archetypal helpers to help us re-inhabit our full voices and our full selves. Oh, on behalf I can't of the world. Yay! Right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm too. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming back. I look forward to seeing you. Um, it's actually going to be Valentine's Day-ish. So that'll be lovely. That'll be lovely. Yeah. That'll be great. I look forward to it. All right. Happy in bulk. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Full Spirals was produced by Boom Arts in Appleton, Wisconsin. Theme music by Helen Avakian. Additional music provided by Beth Kelly. Production assistance by Jeff Ryan. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, and share Full Spirals. Bring your friends and your fam along for the ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening platform, because we really are all in this together. Till next time, take care. Thank you.